Good morning. Good to see you all here this morning. It has gotten a little warm on us this week, uh, and it's not cooled off any for today, but we'll manage this morning uh, and get through it. Uh, So I greet you with the grace and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ, and I love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. So this morning, uh, in news, you'll see that the same things have been in the, uh, are in the bulletin that are still in the bulletin. Um, we have our worship schedule for Sunday. Uh, we have our Methodist women coming up. Uh, their next meeting is August the 9th. Um, Carol, are we the men getting together anytime soon? Okay. I just didn't know if they were going to try to meet August or September, so I didn't know when we were going to try to crank all that back up, so just let me know. Carol, let us know when men are going to get, get started back up for that. Um, homecoming, September 12th, uh, you'll see on upcoming events. Um, this year, our speaker is going to be Clay Morgan. Uh, we are planning as of right now to have the meal afterwards. Uh, hopefully, this Delta variant won't uh, throw those plans into complete turmoil. Um, and at this point, we are still going to have our revival and homecoming. Uh, so just keep your eyes and ears open for all of that. Uh, We do have a thank you card this morning. Uh, The family of Virginia Burroughs gratefully acknowledges your kind expression of sympathy. To the members of Lovejoy Church, we greatly appreciate the beautiful flower that you all sent for my mom, Virginia Burroughs. It was so thoughtful of you all. May God bless you all. Love, John and Beth. Uh, So thank uh, thank you for that. Uh, Are there any other announcements this morning? Choir. When's choir starting? When do you want to have the first meeting? When, what day do you want to have the first gathering? Well, we talked about late August. So you want the 25th? Okay. So August 25th, which is a Wednesday, our normal choir day, or what? I don't know at this point. We'll get back to you. I'm not going to stand here. We'll get back to you. <laughs> we'll, we'll, just be aware, we're getting together in August, late August. So, All right. All right. Uh, seeing no other announcements this morning, let us open with prayer. Let us pray. Speak truth to us this day, O God. Speak truth to the most inward parts of our hearts and minds, that we might speak your truth in love, and that you might speak your truth through us each and every day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Our song of preparation this morning uh, is a song entitled, All Who Are Thirsty. Uh, If you've got your uh, insert, Arbor insert for out here that's got the... uh, words on that, uh, we are going to sing uh, All Who Are Thirsty by Cutlass.
Lord Jesus. As we continue this morning, we now take time to offer up our joys and concerns, those things that we can pray with and for one another and celebrate with one another. So uh, we do have a prayer list this morning. Um, We do have some names that were added later in the week. Uh, John Lewis, of course, um, has fallen and is in the hospital, has got uh, some health conditions going on there, so uh, be uh, in prayer for him. Uh, and then we had Randy uh, Saunders and Bo Bruce that were added also uh, later in the week. Are there others that we need to add to this list? Our list is growing long, which is both sad and grateful in the same way because we have all these names before us. So let us go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Let us pray. God, it's us again here gathered to worship in the community of Lovejoy. Holy Father, we come to worship. We come to praise and give thanksgiving. We come with the worries of the world uh, with us. We bring all these names uh, before you this morning. There are so many. 
yet we know that you know each and every one by heart, that you know every ailment, every cell in their body, and we are thankful. So, Lord, this morning we give these names to you. We lay them at your feet, trusting that you will take care of each and every one of them. And Lord, as we come this morning, we also have joys on our hearts, and we thank you for those things that we can celebrate over. And Lord, as we watch the news, we see so many things that are wrong, we hear about new things that are happening, and new variants that are going to seem to cause havoc. But Lord, we give it to you. We trust that your will will be done in spite of ours. So this morning, Lord, we, we give ourselves to you. We put ourselves in your hands, trusting and knowing that you will take care of us. And Lord, we ask that you be with all the caretakers, with the family members, the doctors, the nurses, everyone that is taking care of everyone else. We just ask that you bless them and protect them. And Lord, as we continue to worship you, we pray the prayer that was taught to the disciples that has been prayed for generation upon generation upon generation. So we gather with the saints and the sinners as we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thy is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. As we continue our service this morning, our Psalter reading is from Psalm 51, verses 1 through 12. Join me this morning as we, uh, as we say the psalm. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my inequity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done that which is evil in your sight so that you are justified in your sentence and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was born into inequity, and I have been sinful since my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the inward being. Therefore, teach me wisdom in my secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear with joy and gladness, let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my inequities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation 
and sustain in me a willing spirit. We are continually grateful for all the gifts, offerings, tithes, and time that has been given to Lovejoy in this community. So this morning, let me offer this prayer of thanksgiving over those gifts. Let us pray. For calling us into ministry with you, we give you thanks and praise, O God. For gracing us with gifts and abundance, we are ever grateful. Bless these gifts we now dedicate to you, that they may nourish others with the grace of your presence. In gratitude we pray. Amen. Our message text this morning comes from the Gospel according to John. John chapter 6, verses 24 through 35. Hear now the Gospel according to John. When the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and came to Capernaum looking for Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the lake, they asked him, Rabbi, when did you get here? And Jesus replied, I assure you that you are looking for me, not because you saw miraculous signs, but because you ate all the food you wanted. Don't work for the food that doesn't last, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the human one will give you. God the Father has confirmed him as his agent to give life. They asked, what must we do in order to accomplish what God requires? Jesus replied, this is what God requires, that you believe in him whom God sent. They asked, what miraculous sign will you do that we can see and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, just as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus told him, I assure you, it wasn't Moses who gave the bread from the heaven to you, but my Father, who gives you the true bread from heaven. The bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said, Sir, give us this bread of all time. Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, as we have gathered here today to worship and praise you, we have praised you in song, we have heard your message in the Psalms and in the Scriptures. Now may you speak to us in the message. May the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So the text today, again, begins with crowds looking for Jesus and the disciples. And they're only looking for them for selfish reasons. We begin with the crowds getting into boats to go find Jesus. See, the crowds that follow Jesus to Capernaum to find him are like those who see faith and church membership instrumentally as something they can choose for themselves to use for their own needs or to pursue their own interest. And when they do find them, the first thing they do is ask Jesus a question, Rabbi, when did you get here? Now this question could have 
two different meanings, and we really should have two different meanings for this. In the literal sense, they were asking, how did you slip away and get to Capernaum? Because if we go back to verse 22, we can see better why they asked this question. Verse 22 says, the next day, the crowd that remained on the other side of the lake realized that only one boat had been there. They knew Jesus hadn't gone with the disciples, but the disciples had gone alone. So they were confused to how Jesus crossed the lake without a boat. Now the second meaning, meaning takes us a little deeper into what, who Jesus is. You see, the verb used here in this is the same verb used to wonder where the, vine, where the wine from Cana came from. It's the same one that is used in where the birth from above comes from, and the same one where the living water comes from. So this question asks, not literally, but ask about how Jesus came to be. Now as readers of the story, we can see the deeper meaning behind the question because we have the scriptures that tell us this. But the crowds at the time were just seeing things literally. How did you get across the lake without a boat? Now the response of Jesus to those who demand to know his whereabouts is to probe instead what they are really seeking. Are they after him to have their fill of loaves, but not the fulfillment of their lives? Those who hear this teaching are still hung up on physical manifestations upon which that which satisfies their own experience. They have had a sign and they still do not believe and ask for another. You see, this crowd is looking for the wrong thing. They want another sign like the feeding of the crowd that they just had. Their fill of loaves and fishes with leftovers. They even recall the story of Moses in the wilderness of how manna came down from heaven. But are we really any different from the crowds? In all that we receive, are we wanting more? Jesus' miraculous deeds are always for two purposes. To rectify a human need and to reveal who he is. And if you dwell in only one and not the other, you're missing the full point of Jesus. Jesus' miracles are extraordinary deeds that rectify the situations of needy people. He heals the sick. He feeds the hungry. He brings the dying back to life. But these results are not lasting unless the miracles are also perceived as signs pointing to the eternal gift of God in Jesus. The crowd's preoccupation with the benefits of the temporal has diverted them from seeing who really matters. So how often do we come to church looking for the wrong thing? How often as a church do we look to provide the wrong thing? O. Benjamin Sparks says, Too often we forget how to pursue what really matters. 
We are accustomed to inviting people into the community of faith for all the wrong reasons. For the right kind of worship. For political engagement on behalf of the poor and downtrodden. For the sake of a Christian America. For a strong youth and family ministry. Or for the opportunity to practice mission in a downtown location. Or to go on mission trips to Africa or Central America. Yet what we have to offer in Christ and by Christ and because of Christ, first and foremost is soul food, which lasts forever and does not change with the changing circumstances of the church or the world. It is the soul food that we desire and the soul food in which we will rejoice long after our bellies are full of rice and our lives know justice in a free society. Christianity in this country has often truncated the gospel. We've often got it wrong. We often don't listen to the Holy Spirit's guidance. But Sparks continues in saying, we have been good marketers rather than true witnesses. We have bought into a culture that rewards consumers and addresses their needs instead of proclaiming a gospel that offers us faith in the only begotten Son who gave his life for the sins of the world and who is lifted up so that all who believe in him have everlasting life. Now this is a hard saying for those who have everything and who need nothing. Well, except to be transformed by faith in Jesus. Most of what we celebrate and espouse in first world Christianity is merely instrumental in nature. It's a hard truth to hear that we don't get it right. But it's the absolute truth. And we shouldn't be expected to do everything right. But what we are expected to do is to believe in Jesus, to believe in the miracles that Jesus performed, to believe in the soul food that he provides. You see, the very signs the crowds look for obscure what is already there for them of life and death significance. The demands they make are overtaken by the bread of life that they are given. The works they insistently ask about performing mistake the work God is performing of bringing them to life in faith. So Sparks says this, that Jesus came from God and he came to do the work of his Father, to give his life for the sake of the world so that those who trust in him might receive everlasting life. But he asked, do we believe the good news? Not caring whether believing brings us material prosperity or personal happiness for that new transformed life along the way. So what miracle is it that matters? Which miracle are these crowds looking for? See, the miracle that really matters is the miracle of faith. Because when God breaks through the misconceptions we have held about life, 
our pursuit of unsatisfying answers, our self-centered worlds, to reveal the radically new age embodied in and taught by Jesus. This passage and the next underscore the difficulties of faith. The intellectual, cultural, and even religious barriers that stand in the way of believing. And these barriers are both ancient and modern. But the difficulties are overcome by grace. By the work of God that makes faith possible. We're talking about Jesus as the bread of life. And this morning, we partake, and we come to the table that, is, that has been prepared. We come to a place that offers just a little piece of bread as a symbol of the bread of life in Jesus. And as we come this morning, let's let the barriers be overcome by grace. And let's let God's faith and love and grace break free. So as we come this morning, I invite you to get your uh, insert out, your little piece that says the Lord's Supper. I invite you to have your juice and your bread ready. Uh, as you take the tops off the juice, be careful. Uh, we don't want it spilt all over ourselves this morning. So as we begin this morning, Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sins and who desire to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sins before God and one another. Merciful God. We confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your laws. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. So as we continue this morning, this is usually the time that we pass the peace. So just turn to your neighbor and say, peace be with you as we pass the peace of Christ. Peace be with you. Peace be with you. So this morning I will be reading uh, uh, the Eucharist prayer uh, from a book that I have. It's a little different from the, resp the responses are the same, but the words in between are a little bit different. So just listen for that and so and be ready to respond. So the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. 
let us give thanks and praise to the Lord our God. Forgiving and restoring God, we thank and praise you because you make the gifts of your creation into the means of our redemption. And you turn our fallen folly into the occasion of your risen glory. In Christ the Lamb, who you gave us everything you had. Though we strayed from your ways and slayed your Holy One, yet you set before us the gracious banquet in which that crucified and risen Lamb reconciles us with you. And so we live in gratitude for your mercy and in praise of your grace, joining the company of heaven in their constant hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Faithful Father, in Christ you give us the food that will never perish, but endures for eternal life. Give us this bread always, that coming to you, your people will never be hungry, and believing in you, your people will never be thirsty. Bless us with the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace, and that this bread and this wine may be for us the body and the blood of Jesus Christ, who at the supper with the disciples took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread and gave it to them, saying, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the supper, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks to you and gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, for which is shed for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice, in union with Christ, offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen, Christ will come again. God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all, make your church humble, gentle, and patient, living a life worthy of its calling. You summon apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Empower your people for service, and build your church up in love. Draw all who look to you with hope into unity of faith, growing together into the full stature of Christ. Renew your servants in the gifts of ministry, and bless any who labor and are heavy laden by surrounding them with the joyous compassion, compa companionship of your saints. And to all who share in one Lord, one faith, and one baptism, are one in unity before your throne, Everlasting God, Trinity of perpetual grace. Amen. As we prepare the table this morning, I invite you, with your bread and your juice, to hold them up and say this prayer silently to yourselves. This is a gift of the Holy Spirit. 
and of these gifts of bread and juice. Make them, us, the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. Amen. I invite you now carefully to partake. body of Christ broken for you, and the blood of the new covenant given for you. As we close out our time together this morning, our song of invitation is, O Come to the Altar. This is sung by Elevation Worship, so I I invite you to pull out your song sheet this morning and sing, O Come to the Altar.
Come to the altar, to the place where the bread of life is, lives, and reigns. As we close out our service this morning, we will offer the benediction together. I ask that you take your cups, place them in the trash can at the back, uh, and please return the Lord's Supper cards to the table uh, so that we can have those to use again. So let us now receive the benediction as we say it together. In the spirit of peace, we go into the world. May we share the unity and love we have found here, that others may touch the presence of Christ's peace and the grace of God's love. And may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Amen. <laughs>